Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. I was uh, watching a video yesterday on YouTube of uh, Springsteen in Madison Square Garden. We had mentioned Paul McCartney was there uh, amongst the common folk watching the show. And uh, the video was shot from, from the stage looking over Springsteen's shoulder. So you see the first couple of few rows of, of people. And, of course, it's Madison Square Garden. So he uh, debuted, I believe, Jungle Land. Well, I know it was uh, Jungle Land, but uh, I'm not sure if he's been playing it in other cities or he saved it for New York. Anyhow, if you know the song, it's it's an amazing song, and it's got also it starts off very quiet and it builds and it's uh, very dramatic. Um, and it's a song that you you really have to if you see him live and he does it, it you really appreciate it. Uh, anyhow, some don't. This video shows one dude texting, just looking down at his phone. Now, he might have just sent a quick text and carried on. I don't know. But he was texting for quite a while. The song goes like 11 minutes, and I think he was texting for at least five of it. So He's on the stage. Where the hell are you? Right. Yeah. And then there was these, like, three or four financial guys, financial frat boys, we'll call them. They're all there. with it. They look like they stepped off of the, the set of, uh, uh, what the hell was the... Uh, the uh, the movie in the eighties with Michael Douglas the uh, when he um, oh Gordon Gecko yeah, yeah 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 that 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 movie it looked like they all stepped out of that office or the Wolves of Wall Street right. it looked like they all came from that gotcha. from that set they got the suits on and the ties are half down and they're all drinking beers but at the beginning of Jungle Land it starts off very quiet so quiet so that the stage mics were picking up these four morons gabbing oh really. Like, just clueless. Yeah, Yeah. American Skin, the 41 Shots, has a similar kind of intro to it. Yeah. Very dramatic. I mean, he's talking about, you know, getting killed by cops. Right. Very low-key, quiet. You're supposed to just sit and take it in. Anyhow, with that, people uh, were asked about the rudest things you can do at a concert. And things like talking during the show, uh, blocking people's view, taking excessive videos and, uh, and photos. Getting too drunk, disrupting your seat neighbors the mean, by the uh, getting up and down for bathroom oh, breaks. Oh man, yeah, uh, that's always tough though because if you're in the middle, you've had a few pints. I know, especially you try and cram a few in before you get into the show because sure. you know you don't want to pay concert prices for them. Yeah, once you tap the keg, <laughs> it's tough to stop. The good thing, I guess, if you know you're one who needs to have lots of pee breaks, when you if you order your tickets online, you can kind of try to pick seats right know, on an aisle, but they probably go fast. Uh, I love this one, though. Things uh, that make you a jerk at a concert. Outperforming the performer. Nobody came to hear you sing or watch you dance. Rain it in. Top of your lungs screaming at yeah. it. Uh, insulting the artist. Throwing things at the artist. Trying to get on stage or booing. If you're not having fun, leave. You're ruining it for the other people around you. Gotcha. I would add to that, too, trying to change the set list. If you're, if you're jamming requests out there, right. put some thought into the set list. It's either they're going to get to yours or they're not playing it that night. You know, the other annoying thing, it's, I've, I've seen it many times, but this one particular dude sticks out in my memory forever. I, I we saw Paul McCartney like years ago. I, I think it might have even been like the CNE Grandstand or something. Uh, and uh, we were like way in the back. Like we were sitting in Oakville. That's how far <laughs> back we were. <laughs> and, and this guy... When the show's over or they're heading towards the encore, which, by the way, can we wrap it up with the encore? Like, we all know it's coming. Right. Just just make it all part of the show. And then when you're gone, you're gone. Mm -hmm. Anyhow, uh, this guy's screaming, you're not going that quickly, Paul. Come back, Paul.
Paul, I'm thinking, dude, he can't hear anybody on the stage. <laughs> the same thing happens at hockey games. Yeah. <laughs> if you think you're directing traffic of an NHL player out there. Right. <laughs> think again. Yeah. Um, littering, getting too drunk, as we mentioned. And disrespecting others, especially if there's family. Now, a Springsteen show would be a great example of it probably being generational. You might have, like, a grandfather, you know, and then his son. Right. You get somebody maybe in their 70s, much like Springsteen. Then you get somebody like me in their 50s. And then maybe you got a kid, you know, 13, 20s, 14. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, once they're 20, I guess they can handle the language. But you could be at a show with Evan or something and Christian, and there's some guys drunk and cursing and swearing. Right. You know, you got to kind of look around. Read the room a little bit, dude. Yeah. Anyhow. Well, they hear the cursing and swearing from me. It's the, it's the <laughs> drunken fighting that I don't understand. I, uh, it was funny. We bumped into Adrian and the boys as you guys were all uh, heading to hockey the other day. And Adrian jokingly says, hey, you want to take the boys to the hockey game? And I go in on my rant. And I'm dropping F-bombs. Because I kind of didn't see. Uh, was it, it was Evan, right? It was yeah. Evan going to hockey. I, and I guess he was behind the, in between the van and, and your, your car. So as I'm walking to my car, I didn't see him standing there. Right. I'm, F, there's an F. Man. Oh, hi, Evan. How are you, buddy? <laughs> and I guess what the Springsteen concert shows, and is a great example of, those who sit in the front row of anything don't really want to be there. Mm. They're just It's like being in the platinum seat to the Leaf game, right? You're just there because probably your work has given them to you, or you've got enough money that you just want to be a, a part of a scene. Right. And the poor people in the back are the ones who really want the show. The poor guy yelling, Paul, oh, you gang. <laughs> that dude needs a show. That dude needs a win. Yesterday, uh, I was at a, a doctor's appointment, and I, uh, I'm on my way home. I thought to myself, you know what I'm doing these days? I'm just collecting specialists. <laughs> <laughs> to this point, yeah, a long list. I got uh, an otolaryngologist. Otolaryngologist? That's your ear, nose, and throat doctor. Oh, is it really? Yeah. I didn't know there was an actual name for them. I just always knew them as ear, nose, and throat doctor. Yeah. So I've been to one of those, starting at the top of my body. Right. I've been to the cardiologist. Uh-huh. I've been to the gastroenterologist. Yes. Now I've been to the urologist. Right. We just want to stay away from the oncologist. <laughs> True. So um, um, I'm head to midriff. Well, you need a podiatrist? You go to your feet at some oh, point? Oh, I could use one of those. Right. That's next. Really? I'm collecting them all. My goodness. Yeah. Like trading cards. Yeah. <laughs> I've got them all tucked away in my basement. So whenever I need them. You're, you got a straight. You're working on a full house right now. That's right. I have, uh, and it's the only thing in my body that's overactive. I have an overactive bladder. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't you proud of me? <laughs> Maybe it's because you can't count the amount of drinks you have in well, a day. It's funny that you uh, sent that video. <laughs> I found some meme on Facebook that was just too funny. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm visiting with this doctor, and uh, he, uh, he says, well, one of the causes uh, of an overactive bladder can be too much caffeine or alcohol. I went, well, you got me on one of those, Doc. <laughs> and it ain't coffee. And it ain't coffee. I don't touch it. So how many drinks do you have? And I told him, I'm always honest, and probably like somewhere between three and five a day. He goes, well, look, we might have to cut that back a bit, but uh, with this medication, it should make it all better. It's one of these things, too, as you age, there's nothing, you get to a point where doctors look at things and they go, 
Well, it's just quality of life at this point. Right. You know. <laughs> yes. You know, this medicine will just relieve some of the issues. Right. Which basically feels like I got to pee all the time. Okay. So uh, we're not to the depends stage yet, but uh, probably heading in that direction. Did uh, did this medication come with a warning that you can't take alcohol with it? Well, I put in the prescription yesterday, and the pharmacist looked at me and said, "There's no medication left. You've you've taken it all." Okay. Um, no, I uh, I put the prescription in yesterday. I'll go pick it up today. So all right. Well, uh, I'm sure it'll say something about not taking with alcohol. You know, there comes a point, and it's ironic because the same thing happens with your car, where the doctor or mechanic mm. both say, "Well, how plan? How long do you plan on keeping this thing?" <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> There's a time in medicine where that question isn't asked, and no. the same goes with a new car. Right? They don't ask you when you take in your new car for an oil change. Yeah. Yeah. How long are you planning on keeping it? Yeah. I, you know, when I was a young man, anytime I went to the doctor for anything, and I've been a hypochondriac my whole life, so I was always at the doctor, but anytime I'd go, there was always an answer. There was a cure, easy fix. Right. Now it's just, eh. Yeah. Quality of life. Yeah. Well, and much like the mechanic, I go there now as the car is, you know, seven or eight years old. Mm hmm. And they start to say, well, you know, <laughs> let's fix one thing at a time. Yeah. When you're driving a vehicle that you realize if you fill it up, the gas in the tank is worth more than the car itself. I've been there. Yeah, that's a, that's a bit of a problem. Let's just go with 10 bucks at a time. So I guess I just need the, uh, yeah, just the podiatrist now. What's the bum doctor called? Ass man? <laughs> what's, the, what's the technical term for the bum doctor? Yeah, haven't you seen him already? Isn't it the, uh, the gastroenterologist? No, no that's I guess tummy. that's more tummy. That's the tummy. That's the diverticulitis guy. Right. I don't know. What is a bum doctor called? Um, you're catching me off guard here, but that's I do okay. know. Your father would be proud. Right. <laughs> well, let's just look it up. Yeah. Bum doctor. <laughs> With your search history, anything could come oh, up yeah. on that one. Bum doctor tech name. <laughs> Bum doctor near me. <laughs> this is a technical. Uh, no, it, I don't. Maybe there isn't. There yes. must. No, absolutely. Well, that's not a place I want to go. What? Nothing. <laughs> Digital rectal exam. Tell me more. Anyhow, we'll figure that out. Proctologist. That's right. There it is. No, I haven't been to a proctologist yet. Okay, i got to get me one of those. Okay. I'm going to look for one of those today. <laughs> a uh, website conducted a survey on uh, controversial restaurant behaviors and asked people if they thought these things were cool or not cool. Ooh. Thousands of people weighed in. Here's some results. Most of people say it's not cool to start eating before everyone's food has arrived. Right. Unless the waiter has specifically said there will be a delay. Or if they give you the go-ahead, please start. It's yeah. warm. You know, yeah. I'll get mine in a second. We all say, this, no, 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 we'll wait. Yeah, we'll yeah. Wait. But then we get agitated. As we start saying, there's a special order. Eating blades of rice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Greens of rice. <laughs> One thing at a time. Yeah. Uh, most say it's not cool to argue with a host about wait times because you see empty tables if you don't have a reservation. Oh, of course not. Yeah. No. Uh, it's not cool to ask for something that's not on the menu. Again, there are reasonable expectations, uh, exceptions, sorry, like allergies or dietary restrictions. Most people should at least allow you to remove items you can't eat. Now, 
there, there, I, I get you know, some dietary restrictions and mm. allergies, and I, but but if you're allergic to like everything, what are you doing in a restaurant? Right, and I don't think it's just about allergies, and I think it it has a time and place uh, to, depending on the restaurant that you're in. You know, if you are at Gordon Ramsay's restaurant mm. with Gordon Ramsay cooking, eat the meal as it comes to you, mm-hmm. kind of thing, right? You know. If you're at a chain restaurant, fancy or not, I think it's okay to substitute, um, you know, the, the the fries for the mashed potatoes or the rice. You know, you yeah. know it, uh, sometimes they have this is served with this, but you want a different side, so you change it. Yeah, and a lot of times there are options on the sides, but it's it's when you order something that might have like cilantro in it or mushrooms or something, and you're like, can you not put that in it? Can you not put right. that in it? Can you yes. not? Put- well, you know, it's like going to a steakhouse. You go to the keg and you're a vegetarian and you're complaining because the meat's, you know, cooked on the same grill with the, where the zucchini is fried. Right. You know, pick your spots. Um, it's not cool to bring in outside food. Right. Well, of course, unless it's specifically allowed. <laughs> Couldn't imagine walking into like a Swiss Shelly with a Harvey's burger in my hand, although they are owned by the same company. True, yeah. Um, it's not cool to ask for something that's not on the menu. Oh, we just said that one. It's not cool to tip less than 20% if the service was good. Wow. It's not cool to tip less than... I would say when service is good. More often than not, I'm a 20% guy. I, you know what? I don't, I don't disagree with you, uh, but I disagree with the sentiment that it's not cool to do. A tip is a, is a, is a charge that you put on there, Right. Uh, it's what you decide the value of it was. Uh, you could be a bad tipper mm-hmm. and certainly be derided for that, or you could be a very good tipper. But you could also choose what bloody tip you want. I, I would hate. I don't like when restaurants put a tip in automatically. Well, yeah, but that's usually with uh, groups of like larger groups or something. Yeah, and, and but now, right? If you want to change the value of that tip on those machines. Mm-hmm. You have to go through like a full process. It's like you have to. It's like instituting a law. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and they've marked them all up. They started all, like eighteen percent. They started the seventeen, twenty, twenty-five percent. Yeah. Like at some point, there's gonna be a hundred percent tip button on there. <laughs> um, and this, of course, annoys the hell out of me. But I guess not most people. Taking photos of your food is cool by most. Hmm. It's fine to do that. About half of people say it's not cool to ask for your check to be split more than four ways. And another half says it's not cool to ask for separate bills after the check arrives at the table. Uh, you should specify beforehand. Yeah. The other day we were out with some you know, friends with the hockey team. And, and when we do that, we just you know say ahead of time, hey, ask the kids their number. Because we separate the bill mm. by jersey number. It's just easy to do. It's amazing in the States... They don't have that separation technology. Oh, really? Like, like every time you go out with a group and you ask, if you're south of the border, you ask for them to split the bill, mm-hmm. they're in a huff because it's just not how their systems are input. Huh. It, it, they're like backwards when it comes to that. And getting more and more backwards all the time. Right. It, it, but if you want to split the check, they literally will say, all right, we'll just take the whole total number and split mm-hmm. it in half rather than separating menu items. 
Uh, there's a serious question that's trending right now. Is pizza an Italian food or an American food? What? And there's a history professor in Italy claiming it's more American than Italian, and Italians are now freaking out. The Italian government, uh, government made a formal request with the U.N. last month to get Italian cuisine world heritage status. And that same day, this guy did a big interview about how some Italian foods aren't really Italian. Well, and a good example of that, of course, is the noodle, the spaghetti. It's Asian. It right. started as an Asian uh, thing. Anyhow, he claims things like carbonara sauce was first made in Chicago in 1953, and that Italy doesn't really do traditional Parmesan anymore either. He says the only place you can find anything close to what it was 50 years ago is in Wisconsin, he says Italians got to America, started tweaking their recipes, then Italy followed suit. But now they're trying to claim those recipes as their own. He says pizza didn't originally have tomato sauce. He says that happened in New York, not Naples. It's the, same, it's the reason it became so popular worldwide, and so America deserves most of the credit. So, he claims uh, Italy's World Heritage application includes, quote, a lot of BS. <laughs> The U.N. won't decide whether to accept it. That guy's going to be found dead in his car. There will be a meatball stuffed in his mouth. Have you heard of Jeremy Hansen? This is the uh, guy out of London, the astronaut. Oh, right, yes. Going to the moon. And uh, one of the things that bugs me about him, well, there's a lot that bugs me about him. <laughs> but what can bug you about him? Well, first show? of all, is he's, the, he's, he's that example of the full package. You know, right. He's got everything. He's brilliant. He's got all of these master's degrees in science, this and physics, that. He's rugged and handsome. I hate him. <laughs> <laughs> You're just jealous more than anything. Well, uh, yeah, I guess that's probably true. Right. But I have decided that he is going on my list of people I must destroy. He's up there with the Tom Brady's. <laughs> he's got to go. You can't keep having this much success. <laughs> it's over for you. Share the wealth, I right. say. Uh, yeah, but he's the first Canadian to uh, fly up and around the moon on this, what is it, Artemis 2 they're Artemis calling it? Artemis 2, yeah. They're not, now, they're not going to the moon. No. Maybe you throw that at them. Yeah. Well, well you can't stop? Quitter? Go all that way and not stopping? <laughs> can't put your foot on it? Right. Yeah, that's true. That's You never really went anywhere. You went for a space ride. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're like William Shatner. <laughs> so relax. <laughs> Supposedly he's a mission specialist. Okay, yes. Rather than a missionary specialist like you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anyhow, good on him, whatever. You know, listen, I can drink a ton of wine and watch a lot of TV. Nobody's patting me on the back. Right, yeah. But Mr. Know-it-all. <laughs> you just be, you'll be at that launch. Nerd! Nerd alert! <laughs> be like the guy in Happy Gilmore. <laughs> Jackass! <laughs> Did you know that beetles, not the band, but rather the insect, they stay alive during hibernation by drinking through their butts? I did not know that. Although maybe Ringo Starr does as well. <laughs> <laughs> and a study found female funnel weaving spiders play dead during sex so the males don't have to worry about being eaten. <laughs> well, there's something... <laughs> Oh, never mind. <laughs> never mind. She's listening. Yeah. <laughs> All wives, not just mine. Uh, what is this sound? Sounds like the music's skipping when we forgot to do something here. Forgot to leave it in auto. Right. No, that is the sound 
of plants screaming when they need water. Plants? Yes. Some study found that uh, tomato plants and grapevines, when they get thirsty, they give off a similar sound to a bubble wrap being popped. So if we walk in the forest, we can hear that on a dry day? No, not us. Our ears, no good. But some animals can pick it up. Really? Um, they say plants might be communicating with their surroundings more than we realize. So that's spooky. Uh, it would be spooky, too, if they were speaking to one another and you're walking through the woods and you hear one of them say to the other, Get him. Get him. <laughs> Wrap him up in your vines. <laughs> he just peed on me. And I wonder, too, if some animals can hear it. Like, say your dog's in the house and you got a plant that needs water. Right. Can he hear that noise? That's why Coop's going crazy. If plants could talk to you, they'd be like, Your ball's over there! <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, probably. Is that a Titleist? That would be great for golf. <laughs> that would be amazing if a tree just leaned over and went, you're right here. Right here. I kicked it out for yeah. you. Hey, <laughs> um, Brooks Brothers is the oldest apparel brand in North America. It was founded by Henry Sands Brooks in 1818, more than 200 years ago. You got any Brooks Brothers suits in your closet? I lucky? do not. No. I would have thought Hudson Bay would have been... Up there, but I guess yeah. they were a trading company first, right? Yeah. There are 20 countries in the world with no rivers. Saudi Arabia is by far the biggest. It's 830,000 square miles, zero rivers. Really? Yeah. Well, I'm not overly surprised. No, it's all the desert, desert area. It's kind of deserty. But there's the odd mirage. But to think that there's that many countries that don't have a river. Um, the eye chart with the E on top is called a Snellen chart. It's named after an ophthalmologist from the Netherlands named Herman Snellen, who created it in 1862. Okay. Well, there's another ologist I need. I don't have an ophthalmologist. Right. I got all the other ones lined up, and I'm collecting them like trading cards. <laughs> you got a lot of, lot of is. Yeah. <laughs> I got them all. <laughs> Just need the proctologist, the psychiatrist. Um, in Britain, the BBC is nicknamed Anti for its staid and reliable reputation. A-N-T-I? Like... Anti, like your aunt. Oh, like aunt. Like okay, gotcha. Anti. Are you auntie or aunt? Are you aunt or aunt when you... Aunt. Your aunt, yeah. Where does the aunt come from? I think that's a British or an yeah. accent thing. Hmm. Although some of the southern states, I think, use it too. It would depend on tomato, tomato on that one, I think. Yeah. Spam email is legal in Bulgaria. And you can even face legal consequences if you try to create anti-spam policies. Spam is legal. Yeah, it's legal. But they want to flood. Yeah, that's weird, right? What would be the purpose in them wanting it to do that? Right. Well, I guess for advertising rules, they're allowed to advertise right. and maybe attract whoever they want to. Um, only about 8% of the money in the world currently exists as cash. The rest, all on computer. Wow. Only 8%. Funny, we were doing some, uh, I was helping Evan with his math homework uh, the other day. Oh, and that must have been fun. Well, I had to Google a couple of things. I bet. Because uh, it's been a while. Yeah. But it was interesting because I, I said to him, like, hey, this is this one assignment wasn't, it was problem solving. I said, it's not that bad. This is, it's like being a cashier. He's like, I'm never going to need to know this. I use debit. No, I think he's right. I thought, wow, because it was basically, it was calculating change. Right. <laughs> I'll bet you most cashiers today, you, if you, if the machine went down, if the register broke, they'd be screwed. Oh, today, for the last probably 20 years, it's yeah. been like that, right? 
At one yeah. point, the, 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 I think McDonald's, it was dispensing the cash for them. I remember the change. Yeah. They'd give you the bills. And it would just kind of like swing down right. like the old kid's machine. Yeah, that's right. Oh, I've, I've always been terrible with making change. I even get screwed up when, you know, people round it up for you. Right. Oh, I still don't know what to give them back. I, I just stare at it. <laughs> and I remember doing that because I'd always try and, you know, if you owed fifteen fifty, right, I'd give twenty fifty, right, hoping to get a five dollar bill back. And, and you'd, I'd look, and it would just be like <laughs> you handed them a bomb and asked them, <laughs> asked them to dismantle it. You put a turd in their hand. <laughs> just staring at. It. Listen, I tell you, when I was my one of my first jobs was a, uh, I worked at an ice cream parlor. I lasted about a week, and I basically ran the company out of business because guy come in and buy four ice creams for his family at 12 or 13 bucks he'd give me a 20 and i'd give him 38 back no concept and some were so kind of because i was young i was probably like 12 13 14 whatever i was and they could see i'm struggling and especially the moms right they should be like no, sweetie, you give me a quarter and a dollar yeah. well thank you <laughs> Of course, my jerky friends knew they could come and screw me over. <laughs> hey, let's go see Ben. We'll get enough money for a pack of darts. <laughs> this kid can't count. That's right. How come 31 flavors only has 17 here? <laughs> uh, Aladdin 2. Do you remember Aladdin 2? The, refer, uh, the return of Jafar? Of course, Aladdin was such a success. Yeah, I don't remember seeing the sequel. And 2 did not do well. Anyhow, it was Disney's first direct-to-video sequel. And it became pretty popular in that format, going right to video. So they started making direct-to-video sequels for pretty much all their movies. At oh, that really? Point. Well, because I think a lot of times if a movie, especially for a kids' movie, if it's going to flop at the theater, parents are still willing to download it or rent it back yeah. in the days of Blockbuster, right? Your name, Michael, was uh, either the most popular name for boys in North America or the second most popular from 1954 to 2008. Yes, very popular. I wonder why it dropped off. It's also the name given to most annoying human beings. <laughs> <laughs> most holier than thou. Right. The term trick-or-treat was born here in Canada. First time in recorded history it was ever used was in a newspaper in Alberta in 1927. Trick-or-treat. Yeah. It must have been around Halloween. I can't I, imagine. I would assume was so, but yeah. unless the guy was talking about his girlfriend. I wonder if it was just like a joke, you know. Did you get a treat or a trick this year? Yeah, I don't know. And did people used to perform tricks? I guess so. Huh. I Go door to door for tricks. Well, yeah. Some still. <laughs> some are in court because of things like that. That's right. Um, Penn Gillette of Penn and Teller. He's the the bigger guy, the, the guy that talks. The talker, right? Yeah. He has a patent for a hot tub with jets strategically placed to stimulate the lady's underwear. Oh, my Get goodness. right to her tea and sugar. <laughs> That's not magic. <laughs> it's creepy. Uh, it's just creepy. Yeah. Well, it'd be creepier if it was Teller, like the silent guy doing it. <laughs> be like, you're in Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> it's never been manufactured, but he has a prototype in his house. Of course he does. Hello, ladies. Rock Mornings with, with Craig, Craig Venn and Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.